1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching thirty seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in thirty seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up? Welcome
2: to Maggie and Perloff. Well, if it's a Tuesday, that means Jerry Jones is speaking into a microphone. That is any day that ends in Y, but especially on <laughs> Tuesdays where he does a radio appearance. appearance uh, on the game in Dallas, Perloff. So, of course, he was asked, with the big game coming up against the Tampa Bay Bucks, how's Mike McCarthy's outlook, and does it depend on this game?
3: No. just I, I don't even want to. Uh, no. That's it. I, I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but uh, uh, we're not seeing any. We're not uh, basing. I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game.
2: And my follow-up would have been, and what do you think about all that? <laughs> I mean, I guess the, the question, Perloff, is is Mike McCarthy coaching for his job this weekend. Yeah. And I understand that they put together back-to-back 12-win seasons. But I feel like there is a difference in coaching between winning games in the regular season and winning big games. Yeah. And right now, I think Mike McCarthy, if he loses this game to the Bucks, which, by the way, I don't think that they are, but if they do – I don't see where you have the confidence that Mike McCarthy is going to help you win a big game.
4: So you're saying, uh, you know, what if you don't get to the Final Four, you, you should be fired. So this, does that mean there's going to be 28 coaching vacancies this year? I don't understand. The, the dude just won 12 games, two seasons in a row. How can you fire a coach who does that? Well, it's not I, like you have this the best roster in the world. You have you have the Cowboys, right? You you, you even traded your. Arguably, your best receiver got rid of him because you didn't want to pay him. You're not that stacked that this team has to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion.
2: Well, I didn't. No one said it was Super Bowl or bust. That's not it for Mike McCarthy. But I'm sure Dallas fans probably wish it was more like Super Bowl or bust. I think that there is this idea about you winning 12 games in the regular season. You've talked about it because you're a fan of the Eagles in the NFC East. Gifted a pretty easy schedule this year. We've talked about this with the New York Giants. If they didn't have the schedule they had, would they be a playoff team? It's one thing to win games in the regular season. It's another, I know this is difficult because you have to go on the road, but it's another thing, like, you can say, okay, the wide receiver group, maybe the offensive line, whatever. Every team is dealing with something at this point, and the Dallas Cowboys certainly have enough. It was only a couple weeks ago we were talking about where are the holes on this roster, the defense and the you know the ability to run the ball and how you know you can use Pollard and in the passing game too and Ezekiel Elliott as well. I can't now start making excuses if they lose this game.
4: But the yeah, but I don't think it is discount twelve wins. I, I don't think there's a lot of coaches that you could guarantee that. If say you got rid of McCarthy unless you get Sean Payton, which is a different... That might be a little bit of a factor, thinking you can get a Super Bowl-winning coach in.
2: I mean, it's got to... It, I think that what does do you, factor into it.
4: Okay, if you take Sean Payton, wh- you're going to f- hire some hot assistant coming here, that team could easily revert to eight wins. I think we all... they were, Remember they were eight eight and eight for about six years in a row? Who, the Saints? The Cowboys.
2: Oh, the, Cow- the Cowboys. And the Saints were too. The Cowboys were stuck <laughs>
4: in mediocrity under Jason Garrett. Then they bring in... Uh, Mike McCarthy win twelve games too, and I think Mike McCarthy gets swallowed up in a heartbeat. I know everyone loves Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. Guess who brought them in? Mike McCarthy. And this, no, no, no,
2: Kellen Moore was already there. Remember? Oh, fine, whatever. Yeah,
4: yeah the, the, the look at the roster too. They so they got rid of Amari Cooper. They do have Ceedee Lamb, who they put a big draft pick in. Yeah, but if you look around the rest of the roster, they got they got a, a little lucky. They drafted Micah Parsons. Their offensive line is getting old. It's not. It's not the Rams from last year. It's not like you have Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, and Jalen Ramsey and Super Bowl or bust. I think it's a good team who should be proud of winning 12 games and hopefully they'll win the playoff game. But if not, I think Jerry Jones is very comfortable bringing him back.
2: 855 cbs 855 This is what seems like the gripe that I hear so often with Cowboys fans is that when things are just okay, eight and eight, It was like, well, Jason Garrett, I guess he hasn't done enough to get fired, but at the same time, are you really getting the most out of this roster? The inaction, right? I know sometimes as fans, we get a little impatient and what have you, but... I think that's what I would be worried about if I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm worried about more in action because you could say 12 games, that's fine, but the Eagles won 13 or 14. So they get the they win the division and they become the number one seed. So it doesn't matter if you won 12 games or if you won 10 or 9. You're just a wild card team now. It like
4: Yeah, I know. You, you made the playoffs,
2: good for you. You gotta go on the road and play the Bucks. But if you if you don't start elevating, because no roster's ever gonna be perfect. If you don't start elevating getting that and seeing the elevation by the coach in a big game, like be the difference in a big game, the quarterback and the coach be the difference in a big game.
4: So honestly, get back to your question. Are you going to fire 28 coaches who don't get to the final four this year? What is the level of what you need the coach to do to stick around?
2: Well, I think you and I see the Cowboys roster differently. I see them as a team that has a lot of talent and one that do you like their quarterback?
4: I like their quarterback. Do I like, like their wide receiver number one. I don't like him as much as other people. And I love Micah Parsons. Okay. And I like DeMarcus Lawrence a lot. And I like Diggs. But generally, though, no, I'm not looking at this roster and saying they're. I don't think they're. You nearly, don't like
2: Pollard. I don't the, think there's the one player yeah, no, you're I, more I, afraid of than I'm any not, person not in the NFL.
4: No, no, no. He hit that wall. I'm sure he the hit hamstring. the running back wall. I think the Eagles have a much more talented roster now.
2: Well, the Eagles are also the number one seed. Yeah, the Cowboys won
4: 12 games, and the Cowboys just beat them, by the way, and they have 14. They're not that different.
2: I think that it's not – I'm not asking if the Cowboys are playing the Eagles. I'm saying the Cowboys are playing the Bucks.
4: Okay, that game, that game's tough. But I think if the Cowboys play the Eagles in the second round, a lot has to happen. I think it's what a two point spread. I'm I not, do not.
2: I, I'm not talking about the second round. I'm, just I'm saying talking right about now the Cowboys' weekend or Monday night. Pardon me.
4: I think the I think the Eagles have a more talented roster, but right now I would not confidently bet the Eagles could beat this Cowboys team. This Cowboys team is good. They've won twelve games two years in a row. They're fairly well coached.
2: <laughs> what a ringing endorsement! They're fairly well coached. Uh, let's go. To the phones at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. let us go to Johnny. He's in Alabama. Johnny, what do you think about, should Mike McCarthy be coaching for his job on Monday?
5: No, I don't think the Cowboys' problem is in the coaching staff. I think it's in their Jimmys and Joes. I think Prescott is not a playoff-winning quarterback. I, I've never been enamored with what he does. I mean, he's a great athlete, but... I don't know. I mean, he. I mean, he's Kirk Cousins. Uh, I mean, he's 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 certainly not. He's not elite. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Brady as the goat. I mean, he's just uh, an every you know eighth, tenth place quarterback sitting in the league playing for America's team. I, I'm just not a not a Dak believer. Think, I'll
2: tell you what he's I'm getting. A he's, he's, he's getting paid like a yeah, top he was ten quarterback last week.
4: Well, he, he, he looked really bad. So you could be the eighth best quarterback and win a Super Bowl, eight to ten, and that's probably where he is. So is that so bad? I mean, where where else are you going to go if you don't have Dak? Who's your quarterback?
5: Oh well, I mean, there have been opportunities for Cowboys to go get QBs that they're in via the draft. I mean, they've had draft capital they could have used to move up and take a QB in the round one. I, I just don't. Uh, I don't think they've done it because they thought, well, he was hurt or, you know, you know, I they want to give him a we'll see what they got in him. But after five years or however many years you've been in the league, I think they should know what they got in him. And I don't think they've got the guy and they've been free agent quarterbacks. They probably could have gotten. I just, and I'm not a, I'm not a huge Cowboy fan. I like the Dolphins. I, I'm a, I'm a Bama guy. I live in Bama. So I like Bama quarterbacks. Sure. I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be, uh, I think he could be one of those guys that is a guy. Uh, he's, he's, he's a winner. Hey, Johnny, I, I what about that,
4: Bryce Young, number one overall? You, you down with that?
5: I, I don't think he is. I, I think there'll be too many people that, that stick a ruler to that guy, and especially now that, that uh, Houston's got the first pick. I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys that say, okay, is he six foot two? No. Is he big and burly athletic guy? No. But now that guy's a winner, and he he will he's like a point guard. He will distribute the ball where it's got to be, and um, I mean I feel like that Bama wasted his two years. And I and, and and yeah, in the championship game last year against Georgia, when Jamison Williams went down and Georgia yep. could bring nine men in the box, it totally changed that ball game. I, I think Young is a winner, and I, I whoever gets him is going to get a good QB.
2: Johnny, appreciate the call. Love Uh, the outlook. I mean, uh, here's the one thing, though, and hate to go the cliche, but best ability is availability. And I know big guys get hurt all the time, too, but that's what I worry about with Bryce Young. As Johnny said, bringing the ruler out, (laughs) measuring. It's not the height so much. It's like he's just, he's not even 200 pounds.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if C.J. Stroud is 200 pounds, by the way. he was. I actually looked at his bio. He was listed at 194. Not, the, Will Levis is huge, but he guess what? He wasn't throwing touchdown passes in college. Well, no,
2: Levis has got his issues for sure.
4: So uh, there's a great, great tweet by, remember UCF quarterback Mackenzie Milton out of Hawaii? Of course. Great guy. He tweeted the exact same thing that the caller just said. If Jameson Williams doesn't get hurt and Marvin Harrison Jr. don't get hurt, Georgia has zero titles. I thought that was a funny point. Yeah. I don't know if that's absolutely true. I thought Georgia had a lot of momentum in that Alabama game. Georgia got comfortable and then they just turned on the gas. So whatever. I, I understand what he's saying, but uh, yeah. But Dak, by the way, we've gone nowhere in Dak. Dak's become like our new Derek Carr. We started <laughs> off this we started off this argument. You, I said I think Dak is is great, and you said I think he's good not great yep. and you had him at 11 and i had him at 9 so he's somewhere in between <laughs> 7 and win. 14 in quarterbacks yeah. we all know that we all know who dak is to some extent I'll,
2: even if i don't think he's a top 10 quarterback i still think he's good enough to win a super bowl and i but the problem is i don't know if he ever will and it's games like this where you have to go on the road you got to play the bucks the bucks are not a good team right they're not.
4: Well, yes. They have an all-time
2: great quarterback, they, but they're uh, not a great but team.
4: I think they're coming into this game healthier than they've been all year. Ryan Jensen might even come back. Yeah, I saw it's, that. it's a different thing.
2: Let's go to Jim. He is in South Carolina. Hey, Jim, what's up?
6: Hey, I'm just curious how you can talk about the Cowboys so much without referencing their performance yesterday.
2: In, yes, Sunday. In yeah.
6: The Commanders game, which was just stunningly bad. I mean, Terrible. by the fourth quarter, it looked like they should punt the ball on first down every time they get it because otherwise they were going to find some way to throw it to the commanders.
2: And, you know, Jim, I, quite frankly, Perloff and I talked about this a lot yesterday, whether or not Perloff thinks that maybe Dak Prescott is hurt, right? And that... Well, he,
4: de- he got, definitely got hurt in the Titans game. He talked about it. He, right. he bagged up his knee. I thought that loss to the commanders was a matter of motivation. This is a team who has to, has to be focused and 100% in. I didn't think they entered that game really knowing what they were playing for, and I think that contributed to that a little bit.
2: Okay, so then maybe, and Jim, appreciate your call. I think that also falls back on the coaching staff, does it not? Like, why
4: it doesn't the game is meaningless? I'm so not going to blame. Don't them.
2: play them.
4: Like, I, that's well, the thing. It was if a, you
2: had played Cooper Rush and you know, and some other and and sad guys like Brian Dayball did with the Giants, then who cares if you lose twenty six to six?
4: That didn't matter. Who cares if you lose twenty six to six anyway? It doesn't. It means not that game meant nothing. If they had won fifty to three, it would mean nothing. If they lost 26-6, it meant nothing. If Mike McCarthy had won that game, are you giving him more of a pass to be hired next year? Of course not.
2: No, not that. But do you not believe in momentum then? You don't believe in any no. of that stuff? No, okay. no,
4: no, no, no. Big time, I don't believe in that. Honestly, I I really believe, for example, if you watch Baltimore-Cincinnati last week and you think that's the game you're getting next week, oh. you're...
2: But we're not even getting that quarterback. That was Anthony Brown. They didn't even put Huntley in the game.
4: I feel like week 18 can be very deceiving for the playoffs. We see it so often. I'm not a big believer. I don't think most people are. You don't look back at week 18 and say, you know what I saw there is really going to have a big impact.
2: No, but I think that if they lose to the Bucs, if the Cowboys lose to the Bucs, I don't think you're just going back to week 18. I think you're going back even before then saying, wow, the defense really feels like they are not firing on all cylinders. And it doesn't, and ever since Tony Pollard's hurt, it's like you can't get any of the rush game going and it makes them too one dimensional.
4: Yeah, but how do you know that? I mean, basically, I know the defense has completely disappeared, but you have these two crap games at the end of the season. I, if the Cowboys had won their last five and lost to Tampa Bay, I don't think it'd, it'd be the same narrative. It'd be they can't win the big game.
2: Oh, I don't think so. I think you're. I think it's the end of the season type stuff where you're. You know, it's like, are you playing your best football at the right time? It's not like the Cowboys are so injured again, unless you think Dak Prescott was really was really feeling the effects, Well, I, don't, I think they.
4: Then he, then he shouldn't been, have played. They've been shuffling around their line a lot, their offensive line. I think that's had a a big part of all this. Uh no. I mean, I but mean, look at
2: the Bengals have lost two offensive linemen, two starters in the last week. Like they're dealing with offensive line issues, not the Cowboys.
4: So you're saying this exhibition game against the Titans on Thursday night, which meant less than nothing. Yeah. If you take a game that means nothing and you you take away five times the meaning of that game, that's where that game was. That wasn't even a preseason game. It was so stupid. They shouldn't have even been playing. <laughs> no, they had to. And what did that Washington game mean? If they had won that game, and then they lost to Tampa. Would that change the narrative at okay. all? No, it meant nothing. I it was, know, a, but they it was were, an unusual game. But
2: they still went out there and played and looked crappy.
4: Yeah, I know, because they didn't care.
2: 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. If you think, like Perloff did, did Week 18 mean absolutely nothing?
4: Do you think their win over the Titans? I tit- mean, I know it meant say nothing. That could, it was, say that Titans game was their last game. Would you have said, well, at least they won their last regular season game? That makes me feel better about Tampa Bay. It
2: wouldn't have been... I mean, a, about Dallas. No, but... the. No, but the Titans waved the white flag on that game long before that Dallas, they ever even played. And to be quite frank, I think Washington basically did the same thing by starting Sam Howell, and the Cowboys still couldn't beat them.
4: I mean, Sam Howell was such an upgrade for the Washington Commanders on Sunday. (laughs) I think Washington (laughs) was way fired up to beat their division opponent.
2: Uh, Roland is in New York, and he's got a thought on Perloff's leggings. Roland, what do you have, bud?
7: Okay, so... Runners wear tights, especially in the winter. Right. Um, they're called compression pants. But if you also look, football players always wear pants that are tight. Right. So you, know, you can call them compression pants. If you go look at, like, sporting goods um, stores, some of them call them tights. But the, some, of the, some of the manufacturers do call it compression pants. And Perloff, the manliest men wear it
5: absolutely
7: <laughs> there roland. we go roland are you wearing them right now
2: <laughs> roland what are and, you
7: wearing and, um actually i have three pairs of runner compression pants my kids make fun of me all the time
2: but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, me too. I'd probably want to be wearing those to as many places as possible school functions family Wait, things
4: uh, they're expensive i actually tried to buy a new pair the other day online do you know how much these cost? Like nike compression pants are 160 bucks like the nice oh ones goodness Roland, you yeah. know a spot? You got a cheap place for me? <laughs> Roland, got a guy? <laughs> I go to I, I go
7: to the, I mean, can I say the stores?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have a sporting right.
7: good sponsor. <laughs>
2: yeah,
7: I, I go to Marshall's.
2: Oh, oh
4: there you go. Okay, smart. see, I needed practical advice. Yeah, there you go. I'm down with Marshall's.
2: Roland, excellent call all the way around. You helped the show today.
4: I'll max out at TJ Maxx. I, I'm not a,
2: Backsonista? a close
4: snob, Do not it. at all.
2: I love discount shopping. Oh, yeah. It's the best. It's the best. Nothing feels better. when it's like I bought this and it was $2.99. Do
4: you guys know what store just came to New York? Have you guys ever been to a Paramark? No. Paramark's like, you know how H&M sort of churns through clothes that were made overseas? Yeah,
2: just like really trendy stuff. Always very trendy and always changing.
4: Okay, maybe 20% less trendy and maybe 60% cheaper than H&M. That's Paramark.
2: 60% cheaper than H&M.
4: You have shirts that are
2: like five bucks. You're going to be blown
4: reference. away from. Is, do you guys know Paramark at all? It's sort of spreading all over the country right now. It's a gigantic H&M kind of store, but it's way cheaper.
2: The problem is, is the quality of the clothes is not high. <laughs> no. This is like a wear it once or twice and then don't put it in the washing machine. Once you <laughs> no, put it in no, the no, washing no, no. machine, it's over. <laughs> you just want to keep these things. Just sitting right on yeah, the dresser.
4: Which, by the way, I, I like that. I, I I like cheap clothes that I don't have to worry about. I hate spending a lot on something and then spilling something on it and panicking. <laughs> That's your
2: fear. <laughs> That's why I
4: wear compression pants to work.
2: <laughs> as one does. Uh, coming up, one young quarterback's talking crazy. We'll tell you who and what they said. We see you guys on the phones as well. Some advice for Perloff is he's wearing his leggings today to work. 855 212 4CBS, 855 212 4227. Don't move. More Maggie and Pearl off right ahead.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: Back on Maggie and Perloff. Maggie, things are getting really interesting, by the way, around the NFL. Coaching news dripping out. Sean McVeigh reportedly let his uh, assistant coaches talk to other teams. That looks bad. A lot of coordinators (laughs) getting fired. But one guy who I think is gold. I think that Mike McCarthy in Dallas is totally fine. I think Dan Quinn will get another job. Who are the Cowboys going to get other than Sean Payton, which is complicated in its own right. He's only won one Super Bowl, just like Mike McCarthy. How is it possible that they could let a guy go who won 12 games in a row, two seasons in a row, 12 games, two seasons in a row, the, you know, there's a chance the Cowboys fall off, especially if these callers keep saying Dak is not that good.
2: <laughs> well,
4: 12 games is nothing to cough at, Maggie. That's yeah. a big deal to me.
2: No, I understand, but I also think there's a difference in games. Like, some games just mean more. And to have a gaudy regular season record, like we were talking about with uh, Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, uh, yesterday with the Green Bay Packers head coach. It's one thing to have these gaudy, regular season you know, win totals, which is great, good for you. you get yourself in the coach of the year conversation and all that. But what happens when you get into a really big game? What happens when you get into a playoff game? Are you outcoached? LaFleur was outcoached by Dan Campbell in what was basically a de facto it, playoff I, game. Hmm. And now if Mike McCarthy gets outcoached by Todd Bowles, That's not going to bode well.
4: How is that? Some of the things that happened. How are the drops on coaching? How are the bad, terrible blocking by the Packers offensive line on coaching? It's all on coaching. How is the fumble on coaching? That's not coaching. I think the the players kind of stunk it up on Sunday. How about
2: the lack of poise from the Green Bay Packers? Is that not on the coaching? The lack
4: of poise from fourth round undrafted Romeo Dobbs, who shouldn't be out there on the field anyway.
2: A player pushing a medical person, an assistant trainer? A
4: rookie. They're a young team. This is a team that's overdue a rebuild. Honestly, that's another one. Be careful what you wish for. I, I don't think this is a very good roster. I think the Packers are a young team. They kind of need to start over. I'm not sure you're getting much more than Matt LaFleur. I think you, you're way too quick to fire coaches. Honestly, I think there's a lot to be said for stability.
2: Well, there is something to be said for stability. I'm not just a fire end. I'm not a coach killer. But I also think that you have to see the difference between the regular season and the postseason. Because you can win a lot of games in the regular season. What happens when you actually have to win one of these big games? Like last year, Dallas let it slip away against the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. They, did
4: less, they were losing most of the game.
2: Okay, but they, sh- they, were, they should have won that game. How
4: should they have won? They were the inferior team in almost every way. Listen. They were going up against... A really, really good team that probably should have been in the Super Bowl. They, I, I don't see that game the same way. They came back to make it interesting, but I, I did not see it that way.
2: Okay, so even still, okay, 49ers go into Lambeau. They win, so maybe the 49ers were a great team last year, yeah, and they, that's fine.
4: They were leading the entire game over the Rams.
2: The Bucks are not a great team, and the Bucs well, are not on the verge of going on this run. Well,
4: yeah, but you know this Bucks team is a, a bit of an anomaly. You have to admit, if the Bucks were playing the Bills, you would not— be saying things about it. You I'm say worried it. about
2: the Dolphins. I mean, don't yeah. worry. I'm worried about everybody. <laughs> I'd be worried if the Bills were playing Buffalo high school. This I mean, it's, it's just part of me as a fan that I can never get over.
4: <laughs> the Bucks are not your average lousy nine and eight, a NFC South winner. There's something a little unusual about the Bucks. You're right there. They've been a very bad team. I saw and, well, I saw,
2: and Mike McCarthy cannot get out coached by Todd Bowles.
4: He's not going to get out coached by Todd Bowles. He's going against a good team. Uh,
2: where is the evidence that not, the Bucks have he's been He's definitely not team? getting...
4: out Well, I mean, listen. You have Mike Evans. You have Tom Brady. You have a lot of guys who are coming back into that lineup. You have some linemen are coming back. You have defensive guys. all season. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just feels like Tampa Bay is slightly dangerous for where they are.
2: Because they have Brady. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. 855 212 Our buddy Big Dave's in Kentucky. Dave, how are you, sir?
3: Hey, I'm great, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, McLovin, um, if I were a Eagles fan like you, I'd be pumping up. You know, I'm the consummate Cowboys fan. If, <laughs> if, if I were an Eagles fan and I were you, I'd be pumping up Dak and uh, uh, McCarthy as well because I wouldn't want them to go anywhere. Listen, here's the thing: I've been a, I've been a suffering Cowboys fan my entire life. With the most underachieving franchise in the history of professional sports, and it's not even close. Dak does. You can talk about stats, and you can talk about his, uh, you know, his pass percentage. You can talk about his QB rating and all that. He doesn't have it when it counts. He makes the worst decisions at the worst times. And I don't know what's been going on with him the last few games. I have never been a huge fan, but listen, last seven eight games. I mean, gee, I mean throwing the ball to anybody that will catch it with, uh, you know, from the other side. I mean, he had an interception to a defensive lineman.
2: Uh, <laughs> a couple of three weeks back. <laughs> wait, wait. It is wait. a hard thing to pull off. Big Dave, Dave he and was listen,
4: he listen, was great and, against the Eagles. I mean, he was. Oh, come on. Nick Lovell, come on, man. But like ball, the, what are you talking and about? He, he was 27 you, for 36 for 350 yards, have... three touchdowns.
3: Oh, come on, man. That's Mitchu on can't. the
4: other those, side. Those so are he had the number one defense in the league and a lot of metrics right. on the other side.
2: No, because the Eagles are now getting all their guys back, right? See, Gardner-Johnson and those guys.
4: Okay, so you guys both came into that Eagles game and said, wow, I mean, Dak's going to score 40 points and we're not going to count it because this defense is... What are you talking about? The Eagles have a great day, a great defense that day, and Dak tore them apart like he does every time he plays the Eagles.
3: Here's another thing. Listen,
4: two...
3: I mean, talk about disorganization. Who who gives? Not only do we have the most overpaid quarterback in the game, we Zeke looks like he couldn't outrun my grandma. I
4: mean,
3: (laughs) I mean, it's awful. I mean, how can you pay? Who pays? Who who signs a contract like that for a running back? Everybody knows the shelf life for a running back is three years. It's three years. I mean, it's just it's depressing, man. You know, I, for listen, his I'm, good, Dave, listen, guys.
2: appreciate you so thanks, much. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your day. and Well, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon, or hope to. It's considering how well the Cowboys have drafted, it is true that the Zeke Elliott, it, you know, I know this is now bringing up old business, but the Elliott contract was an albatross the day he signed it.
4: I mean, come on, guys. This, 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 you're playing the greatest hits right now. You're going back to the Zeke contract. Is that where we are with the Cowboys?
2: I mean, it's part of it because... Yeah, I mean... He's not good right now.
4: All right. It, okay. I hope now I'm rooting for the Cowboys. This is the weirdest spot. No, I see. What this <laughs> is. I'm rooting for the Cowboys. You're
2: nervous because Dax had good games against the Eagles, I'm and nervous if they because... beat the Bucks, then they're going to play the Eagles in the next.
4: Yeah, round. and that'll be a really tight spread because nobody cares about what the Cowboys did against the Commanders in Week 18 because that doesn't mean a thing. Nobody cares how they played against the ghosts of the Titans the week before. <laughs> they yeah. know it's a whole new ball game. And listen, I know this Cowboys team is disappointed but I'm sorry Mike McCarthy, Callum Moore, Dan Quinn. That's a pretty good coaching staff. I do not think that they should just throw them all out.
2: Daniel is in Florida. Daniel, you got a thought on Mike McCarthy?
6: Yeah, um thanks for having the show. Uh, sure. you know, I don't necessarily think that he should be fired if he loses in the first round because of, you know, uh for not making it past the first round. Uh, I think he should be fired because he's proven time and time again that he's actually a fraud. As a head coach, uh, Mike McCarthy, you know, as, as a lifetime Niners fan, I remember when he got hired in Green Bay after the '05 season as an offensive coordinator with San Francisco. San Fran's offense in 0-5 was the worst in the league, historically bad. Um, this the most incompetent offense you've ever seen, scoring <laughs> the least points and the least yards. It was ridiculous, <laughs> and he was the OC. Yet somehow he managed to parlay that. And leverage that into getting the head coaching job in Green Bay, which I can only imagine he maybe brought in a case of old Milwaukee to uh-huh. directors and talked about hunting and used his affable self to get in good <laughs> with them. And yeah, yeah, let's bring him in as head coach. And then he did happened to have the good fortune to have one of the best quarterbacks, arguably the best passer ever, on his, you know, his quarterback. And the only time they got their Super Bowl was when the defense got hot and they backed into the playoffs on a 10 and 6 record. And won, but you know, after that, what would they do?
2: Not much yeah. of anything. No, Daniel, you should Never have loved this school. as a as a 49er fan because you own McCarthy and the uh, Packers.
6: Uh, well, yeah, well, I was hoping to actually have the Packers, you know, play us in the wild card over the Seahawks because beating uh, the Seahawks three times could be challenging. But, um, by yeah, way, the but Packers have been...
4: McCarthy came into Green Bay and immediately turned around Brett Favre. I mean, he had a... Instant success. There's You can't argue that Mike McCarthy didn't have a first great six years in Green Bay. He was unbelievable. Maybe. Daniel. Maybe I wouldn't
6: say unbelievable. I mean, once again, you had two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, but Favre was
4: toast before McCarthy got there. He breathed new life into his career.
6: What year did, did Favre leave? I, I felt that Rogers but, was there from year one. Um,
4: no, 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 no. I remember, um, check me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that... Favre was starting to teeter. He had like a season with 16 touchdowns and 16 picks. And then McCarthy came in and breathed new life into the old gunslinger.
2: It was the 37-year-old Brett Favre was Mike McCarthy's first year in Green Bay. Daniel, thanks so much for the call. Hey, how a Great you call. Um, that season, they went standby. They went 8-8 eight and, eight and missed the playoffs.
0: And then 13-3 right. the next year with Favre before Rodgers took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Two years
4: yeah so he had a he it was a you look at his stats, he went way way up with uh with McCarthy it was and then McCarthy had great success with Aaron Rodgers first. there's no way to argue about that
2: No, the of course at first and they went to the Super Bowl and then teams like the 49ers beat them in the playoffs multiple times. They lost to the Seahawks, of course. They lost to Atlanta in an they, NFC championship game.
4: I'm not... Yeah, I think McCarthy's problem was the Giants, right?
2: Well, the Giants, but that was also... Uh, they. Favre lost to the Giants and Rodgers lost to the Giants on yeah. both of the Giants' runs.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what to say. Yeah, McCarthy, a lot of guys have not won. I mean, your, your hero, Sean Payton, it's not like he's been winning all these big games in the playoffs.
2: Well... Would you, would you, would you not think that Sean Payton would be the first call?
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't it's, it's funny to me that Denver seems to value Dan Quinn and Jim Harbaugh. I saw a, a betting odds; Payton's the third choice there, according to the Vegas markets. Yeah, Sean Payton. about one.
2: Payton, they should have gone to another Super Bowl. You and I both know it.
4: Yeah, but they so, got an all-time I, oh, hosed call. Listen, Green Bay should have, but there are a bunch of Super Bowls where Green Bay had home title games where they should have won.
2: Yeah, but not the egregious pass interference that. Okay, yes, but that, that should have been two Super Bowls for the for the Saints. Would have could have should have. I know the whole game isn't down to one play, but that was so egregious to change the rulebook.
4: Okay, so maybe would have gotten to two Super Bowls. There's no guarantee he wins that. Anyway, it's not like Sean. Honestly, Sean Payton probably has a worse record than McCarthy. I'll bet you McCarthy has a better record.
2: I believe McCarthy is 10 and 11 in post. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go to Scott. He's in California. He's got a thought on Perloff's wardrobe today. Scott, what's up? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing great. What's on your mind? Perloff, a long time ago, I used to ski a lot. You know,
8: depending on conditions, we would put these... They were like compression. They were very tight. Um, not thick. They weren't thermals. Just thermals get wet, but they weren't that... Um, but what it did, it, it uh, kept the uh, body heat close.
2: But we call them silks. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Sorry, you're talking to Proloff, but, but I've uh, heard of those. But yes. that's
4: different. I thought those were more like long johns, like yeah. thermals. Well, yeah, they're long. They go all the way down to your um, – but I, I
2: thought that's what you were wearing too. They're,
8: they're, no, I'm wearing like the – like
4: picture an NFL wide receiver before the game on the field. This How is what this? they're always wearing.
2: Picture, oh. picture, picture a woman leading a yoga class. <laughs> okay, so this is a short. <laughs> That's, That's what they are. That's more accurate.
8: <laughs> so you're wearing yoga pants. He's wearing yoga pants too. Anyway, yeah. Hey, I know you guys aren't big fans, but uh, I just want to ask you. I, t- I want you to say thirteen and four, and I want you to let me know, Pearl, if you guys who do you think after we dismantle the Giants this week, and I'm not even going to tell you my team name. Um, <laughs> who, uh, who might we be playing next?
4: If <laughs> we- <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so Vikings are the three. Yeah, definitely San Francisco. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. If the Giants, I don't think that, I don't think Seattle Seattle wins that game. I'm lining this up as an Eagles fan. So the Giants, Vikings spread is pretty close. So it could be the Giants or it could be the Cowboys. I'm sorry. I, I, the Giants are very well coached and they're salty as all get out. I'd much rather see them than the Cowboys. Yes, if I'm an Eagles fan.
2: Without a doubt. I mean,
4: just the upside of the Cowboys with all these problems we're talking about, they're still somewhat scary.
2: I would. I mean, it feels like the Giants are here because of great coaching, because they're outperforming the roster. But even if you want to complain about the Cowboys' wide receivers, look at the Giants' wide receivers. I and mean, you're talking about playmakers. I don't know.
4: Yeah, and, and uh, people are killing the Eagles for how closely they played the Giants. I would slow down on that one. That game was 19 nothing, and the Eagles decided they were going to nap the entire rest of the game. Then they couldn't run their quarterback, so that was bad.
2: I can't believe it took us this long to just get to yoga pants. That's what he's wearing. He's wearing <laughs> yoga pants. That's true. Yeah, they are. Silks are different. Silks is like what you wear skiing. That's a bit of a different material. I was actually got a quite of an education here when Aaron Taylor joined us earlier, CBS Sports College football analyst. And if you miss any part of the show, we're on YouTube now, so you can watch our show every single day. But we have a podcast, too. You can download it wherever you get your podcast. Aaron was excellent. And we asked if he wears yoga pants, compression pants. And he said, no, he wears a singlet. Yeah. He said he works out.
4: He's built like a lava lamp. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's a great visual. But I didn't realize. I was like, man, the only thing about the singlet is what happens if you have to go to the bathroom. Then you got like the whole singlet on and you guys just basically said it's not a big deal. Yeah.
4: No, I misunderstood your question. I was thinking my current situation with no, yoga you... pants. But that's easy. <laughs>
2: that's just a regular. Band. No, but even the
4: yeah. singlet's pretty easy. I, was I like, mean, but then you have to basically get way,
2: naked on the your... top down just to go to the bathroom. Well, the funny well, thing was, Sam, talked fun.
4: about it like he has all this experience. Have you been wearing a singlet
2: <laughs> No, but I wrestled in high school or
4: well, no, not really in high school. I wrestled in middle school.
2: And, like, the singlet was very
4: <laughs> – yeah,
0: but I wore singlets. And so, like, I don't know what it was what like What weight have a class singlet.
2: were you in in middle school? The 90-pound division?
0: No, it was 105. I wrestled that. Close. But if, it, if, I decided
4: to, <laughs> no. if I decided to go to high school and wrestle, I would have had to suck weight, and I would have wrestled, like, the 90-something-pound weight classes.
2: I didn't I know it went down do that, that, that low. 90 yeah. pounds. I
4: just remember right as we started this project a year ago, about a week before I came into the studio for the first time – I said, so Big Mike, it's at, at Big Mike on CBS. He's a huge guy, right? Maggie goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> the exact opposite.
2: It's ironic. Uh, wow, that's funny. Yeah, the singlet. I didn't realize that somehow you can somehow navigate that and you don't have to get completely naked to pee. So I learned something today. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Uh, I'll tell you about a surprise signing. That happen in football. We're not expecting this today, and it could have some pretty big implications. We'll get to that in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Proloff right after this. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. They're members of the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. This is where Proloff and I try to guess who Stu made the Navy Federal Defensive Player Got of the it. Week. Nailed it. Already?
4: Yep. Uh-oh. Kirby Joseph, Detroit Lions. Oh, it's got to be. Picked Brett Favre, I'm uh, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> three times. Yeah. Two they counted.
2: Wait, what about what about from last night? Stu doesn't generally do this, mm. but if we go to last night's game, a little Jalen Carter?
4: I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard he's to he's tell. was a monster
2: last night. <laughs>
4: kind of hard to tell. Yeah, there's a lot night. of that guys would, who really that contributed. That would make sense.
2: <laughs> uh, wait, were there any other big... Points.
4: Big, noteworthy performances over the weekend. Big games. Big wins. Ooh. Everything feels like a dismemory. Oh, the Jags. Who is that who forced the fumble? Um, yeah. Eh, I could tell by students. It wasn't season. him. It wasn't <laughs> that. him. That guy's awesome, though. Um. Hmm.
2: I think you got it. I think it's the Lions' corner. The rookie.
4: Yeah. You guys got it. Kirby Joseph. There
2: you go. One Perla. interception,
4: and per- like Perla said, really had three. Um, also had five tackles as the Lions kept the Packers out of the playoffs with a 20-16 yeah. to 16 win. Got to do it. Well, it's funny. When I look back on this football weekend, that's the game that sticks out to me the most. Because the last one
2: we saw. <laughs> it was
4: the last one we saw. It also felt like the most interesting of a pretty bad week of football, to be totally honest. But, well,
2: yeah, because we had the win and you're in your yeah. in of the Saturday night, and that game was, was pretty ugly.
4: Yeah, that looked like a Division III college, a college <laughs> football game. Not that the Detroit-Green Bay game was so well played. It was kind of sloppy, too, but... Yeah, I mean, the Aaron Rodgers future sort of hovering over that made it even more memorable.
2: Yeah, we thought they were going to be a dangerous seven seed. But, (laughs) boy, we were wrong. Uh, Nathan is in Los Angeles, wants to talk about the Bears and what they should do with the number one overall pick. Nathan, how are you, sir?
8: I am good. Good to talk to you guys again. And I can also talk about the the coaching matter as well. But I'll talk about the Bears first of all. Yeah, I would just think if I'm them – you know, you have Justin Fields and you don't yet know what he's capable of because you don't have a pro- anything around him to work with. So if I were the Bears, I would just sit back and wait for a King's Ransom of draft picks to come in. And
2: I mean, this buy, will put their franchise on a totally new trajectory. Because also think about this, Nathan, and I'll let you make your second point. But you not only have the number one overall pick, which you will be valuable. You also have more cap space than any other team in the league. So this mm-hmm. is a fun off season if you're a Bears fan.
4: Fun, but that's tricky though. Say you get three high. I mean, at a certain point, you're going to have a very young team. Yeah. And where are you going to? I've actually seen people already reporting on this. The Bears aren't sure where to spend that money.
2: Well, they're they'll not going to figure gonna, it out.
4: <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, they might end up not being able to use that money in anything effective because that salary cap space is great. But are you going to try and use it all up now when you're not ready to win, or like the Ram, They're not the Rams, where they're three players away from a Super Bowl. So how do you approach that? It's, That's it's, all
2: part of team building. But but nobody has like the proverbial gun to their head, like Super Bowl or boss. They have time to build this. What's your other point, Nathan?
8: Uh, the other point was I think my team is the Giants, and someone made the point earlier. There's no better way to describe the difference in coaching than Brian Davo versus Mike McCarthy. David dayball just got a bunch of underwhelming players, underwhelming talents to overachieve
2: mm.
8: versus a team. Look, to me, at the end of the day, a head coach has to be a leader of men. Your coordinators can be the chess players that design offense and defense, but sure. the head coach is what de- time determines how you approach a game, regardless of the level of the opponent. And the difference between... What Brian Dayball has done this year versus what Mike McCarthy has done mm. this year, I agreed with a caller earlier who said that he, I think he benefited from Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, lots of coaches have benefited from elite quarterbacks. But I think that's to be said. I think that's a valid argument. And if,
4: if the mm. Cowboys,
8: thankfully, they don't have Dayball, I have Dayball. If they did, I think they would be much farther along. How
4: would Dayball do against the Cowboys this year? Huh? How do he do against with the Cowboys? a far weaker team? Yeah, I mean, I... I a
8: far weaker team.
4: Yeah, oh, and I'm two, right? Saying. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's not blowing me saying. away. See,
2: that's a matter of expectation, right? That What you guys are talking about is expectation. But, the Giants had zero expectations. I thought they might be in the mix for the number one overall pick, and Dayball is, definitely did more with less and got them to the playoffs. And Mike McCarthy, coming off of 12 wins, expected to be a playoff team, no doubt expected to be a Super Bowl team.
4: The a guy training. won twelve games and he hurt it. His quarterback was hurt twice this season and he had, he lost his all pro Hall of Fame left tackle yeah. before the season started and he gave away his number one wide receiver. I think the expectations should have come down on the Cowboys. Well, Nathan, and thank by you way, for the call. That's where you have de-
2: that's where you have McCarthy as a good coach. There's your evidence right there.
4: Yeah. Well. Cooper listen. Rush. I, honestly, I think Jerry Jones is viewing the same way. They won 12 games. What, are they supposed to win 16? I if, mean,
2: they, if they lose this one to the Bucs, it's going to feel different when we get in here on Tuesday. It is.
4: Yeah, but they easily could have won. They could have been 13-4 and four and lose to the Bucs, too. They were, <laughs> I think,
2: yeah, See, that doesn't bode well when you're like, hey, I know we can win a lot of games in the regular season, but when we get to a big game, I have no idea if my coach is going to completely bleep the bed. Like, that's not what you want.
4: I, honestly, you're you're just putting way too many higher expectations. I, look, are you could say. So, who do you want as your coach? Who's the guy that you're happy with their playoff record?
2: I mean, I, in terms of record, sometimes that can be a little bit deceiving. Tell who's
4: right? So, you're done with John Harbaugh? Be safe falling out of the playoffs? Lately? No, I think
2: Harbaugh is a good coach. I think that Andy Reid is a good coach. I think
4: uh, Andy Reid. Okay.
2: No, Andy Reid. Is now a good coach. Yeah. He has been a good coach. Those teams went to NFC championship games and lost, but were they the when better team on the field?
4: Yeah, they were heavy favorites in the, most of those games. Remember the Tampa game and the Carolina game? They were 10 point favorites at home and they lost. Bad. Yeah, but they didn't, you know, the Eagles didn't give up on him and then they gave up on him and then he won a Super Bowl somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and then Andy Reid's top assistant. I don't know. Look at the Steelers. They've had three coaches in forty years. So do you
2: so do you not think coaching matters?
4: I think coaching matters big time, but I think stability matters more. I think if you get rid of a 12-win coach for the unknown, I think that's a really risky you proposition. You think
2: Sean Payton is the unknown?
4: I don't think Sean Payton's definitely going to Dallas. I mean, if if Sean Payton's right there, say, okay, say they fire Mike McCarthy and hire, for example, the Broncos defensive coordinator or or promote Kellen Moore, yeah, I would feel very uncomfortable. I don't think, I would not predict the Cowboys to get the I Super would, Bowl.
2: I am not advocating for promoting Kellen Moore.
4: Okay, let's say... Uh, Guys, say they hire Raheem Morris or whoever is interviewing right now. Honestly, I, I think you lower your expectations on the Cowboys next year.
2: 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys in the chat. Get involved on the phones. Twitter is where you can see Pearl off in all of his glory, in his leggings, walking around the office at Maggie and Pearl. Go check it out. We're back on the other side.